that was Follow the Sun by Xavier Rudd. As mentioned at the head of the show, sustainability is becoming a key imperative in travel and tourism, with consumers demanding that their travel experiences, whether for vacation or business, should respect the environment. Keely Warren is a passionate young Melbourneian with a background in journalism and travel writing who's been assisting organisations and destinations to understand their obligations beyond sustainability to issues such as regenerative travel. She speaks with Graham Kemlow. Well, Keely Warren has uh, somebody who communicated with us at Travel Writers Radio, came with a high recommendation for her knowledge of this issue of sustainability. Now, uh, Keely is a travel writer and a digital marketer and she understands a lot more about this issue of sustainable travel and sustainability in tourism generally than I do and uh, so I've asked her to talk to us today and to explain uh, what she knows and, and where she feels this whole issue is headed because it's clearly an issue that we need to focus on and uh, I'd rather find somebody who understands what uh, journalism's about and uh, who's a writer and who's worked in in marketing this issue of sustainability so I've asked her to chat to us today Keely uh, welcome to Travel Writers Radio. Hi Graham it's great to be here. Now I got an email this morning which maybe highlights my lack of uh, understanding um, but you'd probably love it I got a, an email from some people we've dealt with before which is um, Island Innovation, the group behind the virtual travel summit, the virtual island summit that uh, we did. A, we've done a couple of stories on them. We've interviewed uh, the founder of this organisation. We've interviewed a minister of a government in the Caribbean about how things are going. But the email today invited me to attend the virtual island summit. And I don't know, Keely, maybe that's something I'll pass on to you as something uh, we'd like you to look at. But the headline was... Beyond Sustainability, Regenerative Tourism and the Future of Island Nations. Now, I've just sort of getting my head around sustainability, but clearly um, it's moved on. It's, it's beyond me, I think, is what I'd probably say. So what do you make of it? What, what is regenerative tourism? And how does that relate to sustainability? Graham, uh, sustainable tourism is a term that's uh, it's been around in the industry for for quite a while now, and there's been a lot of a lot of talk around how sustainability can really start moving towards a more of a regenerative future and a regenerative approach to delivering tourism in different host destinations. So. Regenerative tourism is very much, um, it differs from sustainable travel and sustainable tourism. Sustainability, when you think about the root of the, the word itself, to sustain something is to, to maintain it and, and basically keep things as they are and look after a certain destination as it stands and make sure that it's, it's protected based on its current state. But we know that there, there are a lot of destinations around the world that have, have been impacted by over-tourism. Over the, the many decades that tourism has been designed and delivered in, in those regions and those destinations. So regenerative travel and an approach to tourism really focuses on what we can repair and what we can regenerate 
in those destinations. And that goes from anywhere through from the environmental aspects of the impact of tourism all the way through to community and the societal impacts of, of, of what happens in a location when, when there's, there's tourism being delivered and designed there. And it also really looks towards the, the local economy and what can be done from an economic standpoint. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So um, maintaining is probably not good enough for some of these island communities, if we just think about that email for a second, who are fearing inundation and some of them not so far away from being swept off by the next big wave. But this idea of regenerative isn't, don't just leave it where it is. Let's see if we can't rebirth it. That's exactly right. There's there's a lot of work that is being done, particularly through the, the Pacific region on a, a lot of these islands that are being affected by um, not just the, the rise of water levels and, and these sorts of things that it's also you know salination and challenges that are happening where there's local agriculture that, that's quite close to the shore and those sorts of things so there's a lot going on there from a local community point of view that having the addition of tourism happening in those locations as well that becomes quite a complex challenge to sort of resolve but there there is a role that tourism does play in helping these destinations and these locations to regenerate and really implement different ways of delivering tourism experiences but also rebuilding the communities and and the environment. So Kelly you've obviously worked with some destinations to help them to understand this issue of sustainability here in Australia. Tell us a little bit about that. So I work with a number of destination marketing organisations across Australia along with different experience providers like tour operators and attractions and I really work with them to help them understand more around the educational side of how how do they communicate the, the different ways that they are implementing sustainable practices into their business models so that they're, they're really actually talking to travellers in, in a language that they understand and really talking about the benefits of sustainable tourism and responsible travel. Obviously, this whole area is, is awash with perhaps those who don't truly understand what sustainability is and are, and are quite happy to greenwash what they've been doing for years and call it sustainable. Is that something that you make your clients and others very aware of? Uh, because it, it can actually bounce back and bite them very hard if, uh, if they're found out to be not living up to the promise, yeah? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's it's definitely been prevalent in the industry for, for quite some time in terms of how people can leverage these terms, these do-good terms for, for marketing purposes alone. One of the things that I'm quite passionate about is really being selective about the, the, the organisations that I that I personally choose to work with and, and support. So we, we don't generally come into the challenge of, I guess, having to really re-educate and talk about greenwashing and these sorts of things with the clients that, that we work with. But when I work with other organisations and sort of have conversations out within the industry itself around sustainability and responsible travel, there's definitely a a, a role for someone like myself to play with, with education and really talking through a different mindset. And the benefits really that are both from a business perspective and but also for the traveller with, with doing things in the right way. Yeah, so it's it's not just about getting on a jet and paying for some sort of a carbon offset. You probably can do that on other forms of transport as well. It, it's beyond that, isn't it? Carbon offsetting flights is probably the first place that somebody's mind would sort of jump to when they're thinking about how do I travel in a 
in a more sustainable way. That's certainly a, an option and something that is is still highly recommended if you are booking flights to consider that. But sustainability is is so much more, and it goes beyond just transport and thinking about making sure that you know when you're spending money on things like flights and and you know cruise travel and all of these sorts of things. Like how how, how is that actually having an impact, and what could I possibly do to offset that and and eliminate that impact? But when you think about sustainability in a broader sense, there's there's so much more to it. So sustainability in in a particular host destination is really about what those organisations are actually doing on the ground. Are they looking for local talent and really employing local specialists to deliver those experiences when it comes to tours? Are they hiring local staff in the hotels? It's also about you know integrating different ways those businesses might be giving back in those destinations as well. It could be that they fund research and conservation programs for national parks and the tours that they're taking into those regions are really designed to have minimal impact and to give those travellers an experience which is highly authentic but also the educational part that comes with that and actually teaching them about the destination so that there's a, a much uh, more heightened awareness and respect for the, the land and um, the environment in, in those locations. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar because of my time writing around uh, business events, this whole idea that corporates uh, take, take their team away and they do team building and all that sort of stuff. And invariably, those events have a thing called corporate social responsibility, CSR. So organisations seem to have understood the need to leave some sort of a legacy. It, uh, I've certainly paid for trees to be planted in Thailand and uh, other things like that and coral to be regenerated in Tahiti as, as part of the CSR activity that, that I've undertaken. Do you think the general public understand that that would be a good thing for them to embrace as well? I think that that's all part of the education around promoting sustainability and regeneration in a way to the traveller that they really understand what they can do on the ground and what they can personally um, embrace as, as, as a contribution um, to positively impacting the destinations and the way that they travel. The the tree planting side of things, I guess, is is one one example of, of something that, that you know the, the everyday person could do. I mean, to plant a tree in Australia, there are a lot of organisations, it's only $4 per tree to, to fund a, a tree planting program or something like that. So I think that there's, you know, know awareness around that it's a very accessible um, option for people that's certainly something that they could look at doing but I think a bigger significant way that people can impact a a destination when they're traveling is really around thinking about how they're spending their money and what they're spending their money on in that location so really looking for ways to reinvest back into the local economy and really being selective with the organizations that they book through the different online booking platforms that they use and, and opting for locally owned and operated businesses as opposed to international chains and internationally owned online booking platforms and these sorts of things because approaching it in this way it's a much more higher likelihood that 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 money those tourism dollars that we've worked hard for throughout the year and where we're really wanting to you know spend when we go away and when we travel that 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 money is going back into the hands of the local community directly and not being funneled off into international shareholder pockets and um, these sorts of things which does tend to happen and it's it happens a lot a lot more than what a lot of people realize I mean there there are studies that have been done that they've sort of found that up to 95 cents to every dollar that's spent in a destination quite often doesn't end up in the destination itself and, and ends up being funneled out to international shores. So it's certainly something that I think that that's a really key area of making an impact and creating positive change in a destination. Yeah. 
that's a, that's an amazing figure, actually. I really I am surprised by that, but I shouldn't be because a lot of us stay in five-star hotels, which generally are part of a large group and travel on a major airline. And you know, maybe we use a hire car that's part of a large group. Um, so it's interesting. Do you think the age of the millennial has changed our attitude to travel? Do you think they care more about it than maybe uh, me as a baby boomer or the Gen Xs care? I don't know whether it's a case of them caring more. I feel that it's more a case of them being more aware of it because it has been something that has had a lot more a lot more airtime and a lot more focus on it over the past sort of decade or so. So I think that the younger generations that are coming into the travel market, they are a lot more well-educated and aware of the impacts because there is more and more exposure um, around sustainable travel and responsibility from a personal standpoint, just in general, when it comes to everyday decision-making, even at home, as opposed to just going abroad, um, people are really starting to think about what their choices actually do have an impact on. So, yeah, I, I do feel that it's not necessarily, like I mentioned earlier, around a, a case of caring. It's yeah, definitely around education. And that's really something that I'm very passionate about with, with the different projects that, that I work across is really the education piece and encouraging the younger traveller to want to learn more and to want to understand how they can make a positive contribution as a traveller and, and when they are off on their adventures around the world because every every dollar that's spent in a destination really can make a huge difference. Mm. Now, we have previously covered stories and, uh, and I'll just mention Hawaii for the sake of, of one of the areas. It's a place that I really enjoy going to but I seriously now wonder whether I should continue to visit Hawaii because there are issues over there. They, they loved COVID because the locals weren't invaded by the mainland American citizen who wanted to go to their you know holiday destination that they've probably been going to for years and unfortunately one of the issues seems to be that a sort of sense of entitlement that attached to some people who'd spent good money flying from wherever they lived to to the islands of Hawaii and felt that they could ignore signs that said private property because they knew there was a beach down the bottom of that private property that they wanted to go to how do you this sense of entitlement do you think we've just got to get over that I think that it's, it's generally comes down to respect and really an understanding around what those rules are actually in place for. And that's, again, coming back to the education side of things, if people really understood the reasons why some of these things are important in these different destinations. It's sort of like when you think about Palau and the Palau Promise and Palau Pre Pledge, it's something that, you know, from an island's perspective, they've really taken regenerative tourism and this approach to delivering responsible travel on the island in a very different way, where it's really around educating the, the guest and the visitor around what's important on the island and actually creating a way where visitors can use an app that they've created to to basically score points that help to unlock different experiences on the island. I feel like Hawaii, for me, I, I'm very similar to you, Graham. It's a, a place that's very close to my heart and I, I absolutely love Hawaii. And I think travelling to these destinations where, where there's a, a really big impact with over-tourism, there are quite a few layers to, I guess, unpacking, unpacking the challenges there. I think that travelling in low season as opposed to going to these destinations in high season and, and really travelling more off the beaten track and not really going to the, these high, highly touristed areas is a much more authentic way to, to have an experience in a location like Hawaii or, or anywhere in the world. So, yeah, there's certainly the case of entitlement is a, is, is a challenge to work through, but I think everything comes down to education and awareness. Mm. Okay. Well, look, Keely, been terrific talking to you today. There's a lot more we could explore 
on this and I'm, I'm hoping following discussions that we've had offline that you might be able to sort of lead us in the path of righteousness, if I can use that term, um, in regard to sustainability because it's, uh, I mean, it comes up almost every conversation that I have with people in the industry, whether they're hoteliers or chefs or representatives of a destination or airline, a cruise line. So it's an issue we want to cover. Yeah, absolutely, Graeme. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be terrific. And I want to thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Graeme. Graham Kemlow was speaking with new team member Keely Warren, who will report from us on a regular basis around the issues of sustainability in travel and tourism. This is the Travel Writer Show on